5: So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
7: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: And I hope all is right in your world. These are interesting times. May you live in interesting times, which is actually a statement that is a curse. What may you live in uh, in interesting times? That is a, is a shot at living in interesting times. So, 2020 continues to be ridiculous in every possible uh, respect. Now, we attempt on this show, and I know I was away last uh, Thursday into Friday, and you made sure to let me know that I have failed you uh, in every way. But we attempt to provide what we like to call a useful distraction in the overnight. The the witching hour and past the witching hour in the overnight. And I have contemplated whether or not to just ignore what goes on in the real world, what was happening right now in the real world or to address the Komodo dragon in the room. And I've chosen to address the Komodo dragon in the room. And we, we don't live in a bubble. We, we don't live in a cocoon. Uh, we live in the real world. And, and so we're fully aware of what's going on right now. It's been just a wild time here in the United States, and it's not just one part of the United States. Uh, It is widespread, the fallout from the murder of George Floyd. Uh, We're going to try to compartmentalize most of this into this portion of the show, but I have a feeling that's not going to work. I have a feeling that's not going to work. But uh, we are at some point here going to get, in, in, in short order, we will get to the 2020 uh, Maller militia talent show, who's got talent in the Maller militia. This has been planned for a while, a couple months. we pushed the date the date back. It was supposed to be last weekend. there was a holiday, Memorial Day, so we pushed it back to this weekend and that's gonna go on as planned. And that's just goofy overnight radio fun. That's what that is. That's just goofball radio fun because we all need fun. We all need a good time. But before we get there, right? before we get there, we have to discuss the events. That are ongoing here in at least 75 cities across uh, America. Now, this is the sixth consecutive night of what starts as demonstrations and then morphs into criminal activity, and it's been going on uh, in many cities across uh, the United States. So, the, the the question we'll frame it this way: What do you, what do you make of what has turned into protests that shift at some point? Somebody presses a button, and then we've got looting and criminal activity that is taking place all over the the United States. This is not just one pocket of the country. So I, I, just just to kind of go through this point by point. Now, A, I do believe that the people that are protesting have started with good intentions. And even up until today, and I was watching some of the news coverage there, the, the people protesting – the in custody death of George Floyd in Minnesota. I think many of those people started in the right, uh the right mindset. Now, and, and maybe all of them, but there is a percentage, and I don't know how big a percentage, I am not there. I have no idea how big a percentage we're talking about here of people who have crossed the line. And I don't know anyone that feels like th- that what happened to, in that case in, in Minneapolis was Justified. I don't know anybody that thinks that that was the proper use of police force. And uh, and these things have popped up sporadically over the years. And I I certainly don't think that that was the, uh, the right I don't know how you could say that was the right thing to do. And the police officer involved in Minneapolis has been charged with murder. But what has happened in the hours and days since is the unraveling of a civilized uh, people. I mean, and I know there's a lot of these are opportunists, but that's what gets the headlines. That's what gets the sensationalism, the opportunists there that are looking at this and taking advantage of this situation to run around like undomesticated lunatics and pillage communities. And it's not just one place. That's the thing that's the maddening part of it. There are people going around looting businesses all over. And, you know, I, I'm someone, maybe I was raised inappropriately, but I believe that there are, you know, some certain guidelines uh, and laws that you, you have to follow as a society. And I don't know, some, some people were, were goofing on me saying, oh, you know, you can't say that. That's that's racist. I, I would like to think it's not racist that if you're raised to follow, you know, don't go out and steal stuff from a business, how is that racism? I don't understand that. I mean, I'm not saying you can go out and protest, but the looting has crossed. The line that really rubs me the wrong way when people try to, like, oh, you can't say that. That's what, They're allowed to loot. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, You know, as far as being heard in, in that part of it, well, then the debate comes into, well, what is the, what are you looking to get? What are you looking to gain, right? They, it seems, reading some of the news stories and watching some of the, the television news on what has gone on the last almost a week here, is that... There's a a group of people that think they're opportunists, but there's some that are not opportunists that think this is the ends to a mean, that uh, they're going to pillage the village and where people live and whatnot. And again, I I look at this as a society. You can never listen to people who this essentially give you an ultimatum, where if you don't do this, this, and this, we're going to continue to burn down and loot stores and things like that. That's not how a civilized society operates. And, you know, if if you're really against the police and you hate the police and you think the police are the worst thing in the world, I hate to tell you that by looting and and taking down stores and whatnot, if that is your stated goal to to stop the police, it is going to backfire. You can expect to get more law enforcement presence as a direct result of these actions. And people are going to vote to increase, not to decrease, the police presence in communities as a direct result of what's gone on. The last week that the law enforcement has been unable to protect communities uh, from people running around and committing crimes. Now, the second thing here, the other thing that and this is the other thing that bothered me. You have the mainstream news media, many of them tongue tied as they try to avoid speaking in certain terms about what's actually happening. And rather than just, as I, I said on social media, that rather than call a spade a spade, they attempted to use this alphabet soup to try to, they tried to steer clear of words like looting and rioting. And it, the default position was these people are just protesting. Uh, yeah, some were protesting. Many people, the majority were protesting. I, I, from what I saw, the majority were. But enough people in enough cities crossed over from protesting and it, it no longer was a president. This is political correctness run wild. When a guy's running out of a target like he's trying to get into the end zone with a 55-inch Samsung television, that's protesting? right? Someone's sprinting out of an Apple store with a brand-new iPhone they didn't pay for. That's fighting injustice? The woman we saw in Seattle, by the way, a Cheesecake Factory, where Jay Scoop said, "I I didn't realize I was at this one, when we did the Mallor Man March in Seattle back at the end of 2019 before the world came uh, crashing down, uh, that was ransacked, the Cheesecake Factory. And there's video which has gone viral of a woman walking down the street in Seattle holding uh, some kind of cake that I assume she didn't. It wasn't boxed, so I think she just took it out of the display case there at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, She's fighting back against the man, though. Clearly, uh, and uh, you know, and even the, the acts against the police property, uh, turning police cars into hibachi grills so you can get a selfie, uh, that, that costs, I, know, I don't know how it is in other cities. I know in Los Angeles the police cars are like $100,000 to put all the extra bells and whistles in those things. That's how much it costs taxpayers. So that then is tax money that would otherwise conceivably be allocated elsewhere And it's instead placed to replace, it's spent to replace police cars so people could get photos in front of a a police car on fire. Uh, Now, the last thing on this, and we we talk a lot about sports, obviously, because it's a sports radio show, but this is bigger than that. And we talk about the perfect ingredients in a a sporting event or certain things to happen in sports. But in this particular case, you talk about the perfect ingredients. To create what has been the wildest week that I can recall uh, in my life uh, for people going over the top here, the the civil unrest, it's very similar here. You talk about the list of ingredients. You have a lot of people who have been under stay-at-home orders for several months. Many of them either don't have jobs anymore or don't have money because they, they've been out of work. They haven't been getting paid. The government check didn't go far enough. And more importantly, this is an opportunity for people to get free crap, and people love getting free crap, and they can't get enough of it, and they're running out and running around taking advantage of it and taking advantage of the people that do mean well, and it's, it's a shame. It's just ridiculous. Now, the other factor here, and this is different. I remember when I was much younger during the, the riots, I recall, just in L.A., the, the Rodney King uh, riots that I lived through in my younger days. There was no social media. Like, there's. I look at these these highlights on in different cities, and it's people trying to gain social media clout. It would appear, like, wanting to get that viral video, get that photo in front of the bonfire in the middle of the street, or you know, have video on your phone. I, it's crazy. Like you're holding your phone while you're running in to steal stuff from the grocery store or the the liquor store. It's unbelievable. I mean, and then this creates this whole whack-a-mole situation where it's like you try to you play the game of whack-a-mole, you try to stop one group of people from robbing a store, and then they, okay, they stop that, and the people run down to another store down the block, and it just never ends. Uh it's it's crazy. It's like somewhere this is being choreographed. Some of this has to be choreographed on I don't know where on the on the social media platforms, somebody's gotta be sending this out. Hey, go over here, go over there. And uh, I know in L.A. the other night they were talking about Rodeo Drive and, and making that at Target. That was on Friday. And then on Saturday, that's exactly uh, what happened. The other issue, and obviously because we do deal in the world of sports here, I-, I have no time for grandstanding. And there's a lot of that that goes on with issues like this and pearl clutching from people who work in sports. And there's many people that live a great life in the sporting world who – they don't mind fanning the flames, pouring lighter fluid on top of a smoldering pile of rubbish while they hide in their mansions. And, uh, you know, it's like, I just, I'm just i tired of it. It happens every time something like this takes place. This is obviously extreme, but similar situations. Now There have been some athletes that have been out and joined the protest, but it seems like there's a lot more that are, like, hiding behind their phones and, and telling people to do things while they're not actually doing it. Which, uh, which has bothered me.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota.
5: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn
8: News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development.
10: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: There is some sporting activity. It seems like sometimes you come in here and there's nothing sporting to talk about, but there is something that caught my attention, and it's an NFL story. Anytime you have an NFL story, that's a good story. One of the more polarizing figures in recent seasons in the NFL is on the comeback trail. Who are we talking about? That would be Antonio Brown. This is Antonio Brown monologue 7,281. As A.B. attempts to work his way back into the good graces of the NFL, he's getting some help from a Hall of Famer, an NFL legend. The greatest shutdown defensive back in NFL history. Did you hear about this, Dion Sanders? Perhaps not. Maybe you missed it. And there's other things to watch. I get it. But Dion Sanders says he is trying to help Antonio Brown get back into the NFL. Now, AB traveled to work out with Prime Time, who then, of course, posted glowing comments on social media along with some photographic evidence. He said the following. This is from Sanders. I can't wait to witness the comeback, his comeback story, rather, called A, B, and C. Close quote. Now, Sanders, who does Moonlight with state-sponsored NFL Network, says that he is praying to help get Antonio Brown back in the NFL. Now, A, B has not played much recently. He played one game in 2019 before being jettisoned, kicked out of town by the New England Patriots. He was originally with the Raiders, and that didn't go well with John Gruden. Then he ended up in New England, played one game, and then it was persona non grata. And at this very moment, as I am talking to you right now through these microphones, he remains Antonio Brown, an unsigned free agent. So let us discuss the question What are the chances that we see Antonio Brown during the 2020 NFL season? Now, they're not zero. I'm going to set the line at plus 850. As the unofficial bookmaker of the overnight on Fox, that implies a 10% chance that Antonio Brown will end up playing in a regular season game. So I'm going 10%. My observations, you've got the assembly line, the mouthpiece, and seller's market. You've got those three things, and we will lock them all together. Now, number one. Number one. Antonio Brown. Here's how I envision him. I got this cartoon bubble over my head, and this is how I envision Antonio Brown. He's holding a shovel at the bottom of a gigantic hole that he has dug And he can't get out of it, right? There's no way to get out of it. These are self-inflicted wounds that Antonio Brown has been experiencing over the last couple of years. And A.B. doesn't have a fall guy. Doesn't have that, right? Look at the mirror, mirror on the wall. You're the one to blame the reflection back on the mirror. He acted like a Looney Tune with the Raiders. He acted like a Looney Tune at the end with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I enjoyed the show. I like the dinner and dance routine of Antonio Brown. Very entertaining. But he became a parody of himself on social media. And it was an assembly line of stupid for Antonio Brown. And while great content for our show, and and we're thankful for that, it does not bode well for his NFL future. Now, at one point, we did every show for like a month, it seemed, with, with at least a brief mention. And not normally just in passing. It was more than that over the nonsense from Antonio Brown. But that was a while back. haven't spent much time talking about A.B. in the days and the weeks and the months since then. Now, the second thing here, Deion Sanders, prime time. This is a champion of the trouble player. So it's not out of character for Deion Sanders to stand up and advocate for a player who's fallen on hard times fair to say this is not his first rodeo in this particular area. The most important thing that primetime can do is to be a high-profile mouthpiece who's out on television a couple times a week and going on social media advocating and singing the virtues of Antonio Brown, saying he's changed his ways, it's not the same old A.B. anymore. The spin doctor's if you will, change the narrative that Antonio Brown is a -a wackadoodle. Keep his name in a positive light. Antonio Brown, who by his standards has kept his nose relatively clean. When I say keep his nose clean, I don't know if his nose is actually clean. I just know that social media, he has not been acting in a taboo way on social media anywhere close to the way it had been And so for the NFL, that's the first step to come back and to play in the NFL. Brown has been a Boy Scout in comparison to his previous online persona. Consistently been posting sizzle reels of him working out with various NFL players. And as you would expect, looks great. Running like the wind, Antonio Brown, as strong as a lion, but not a Detroit lion because they're not very strong. Unfortunately, everyone looks great on these sizzle reel videos. Like, that doesn't impress me. It doesn't, and it's not an indicator that he's going to be great. Mike Tyson, who's 53 years old, looks like he's good enough to be the heavyweight champion of the world based on sizzle reel videos. Now, final point, the biggest obstacle, And you know and I know what it is for Antonio Brown. It is the slow-moving legal system, which he is at mercy of the legal system. Not only that, he's at the mercy of the court system in addition to the mercy of the NFL. right? And A.B. has been accused of sexual misconduct by multiple women, and then he sent threatening messages that were screenshotted and sent on social media to one accuser. All that posted online. You can check it out. It's an entertaining reading if you're looking for that. And Brown uh, was also charged with assault in April stemming from that incident, which moving man Matt from Boston nailed, uh, the incident with the moving truck driver, and Antonio Brown didn't want to pay for his stuff. And then when the driver said, okay, we're not going to bring you your stuff, he then had a hissy fit and started throwing stuff and taking his stuff, and it was a big mess. So, but the, the way I look at this, the streets are a talking. All right, the streets are a talking around Antonio Brown. And from what I've been hearing, the best case scenario for AB would be four games, a four game suspension. Now, that would mean if everything goes right and there's no setbacks, he would miss 25% of the 2020 NFL season and then be free to return for a truncated 12-game regular season. And the thing about this that some people are blown away by is, like Antonio Brown, if he was cleared today, the first day of June, if the NFL said, you know what, no one's paying attention because of what's going on around the country and around the world, but we're going to let Antonio Brown sign with an NFL team. He's free. It is a seller's market in play here, despite Antonio Brown being a highly volatile stock. You you never give up on talent. That's always the the mantra of the NFL. You never give up on talent. Antonio Brown has seven Pro Bowls, four first-team All-Pro selections. He's 31 years old, so he's at the end of his prime, athletically, as a receiver. You're you're of your prime at age 31, right? Prime usually goes till age 32. And the teams that, Would be lining up to kick the tires on Antonio Brown, or the Seattle Seahawks, the Baltimore Ravens, the Washington Redskins, have been mentioned among other teams that would be willing to take a flyer on a firecracker in Antonio Brown. Imagine if he ends up after spending a year in self imposed purgatory by his actions and then strolls out with the Seattle Seahawks and has Russell Wilson chucking the football to him or lands in Baltimore where he's got his cousin, Hollywood Brown, and then he's got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, one of the darling picks of the popular people in the AFC. Those are all options on the table for Antonio Brown. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about that, you are more than fair game, but we must get back to the talent show and if you did not hear last hour, we only had one act, so you didn't miss much. Anthony in Anaheim, he got a nine. He did some stand-up comedy that uh, did not resonate with myself or Inca Terror. Inca is one of our celebrity, he's our he's our celebrity judge, man of the people. Inca Terror, he's a classically trained musician who's in New York. He's in upstate New York. And we'll get back to the talent show right now, 2020 Mallard Militia Talent Show. And next up is Real Talk in New York City. Hello, Real Talk.
9: Okay, I reload it. Okay, but I know time's back there, and I have dozens of talent, but then I feel my greatest talent my greatest talent is asking the tough questions and picking the brain of Ben Mallard. So Ben, for your talent though so consideration. How about another round of Ben and the People? All down? right.
6: Well, this is great. And uh, hold on a second. Let me start the clock here. Hold on a sec. Let me uh, go through. Okay, wait. Time. Before
9: you do that, ben, let me give the rules. Yeah. For those of you who don't know how Ben and the People work, I ask Ben questions about someone in his staff or a caller. Ben gives his answer, and that person will get the chance to respond if they are so inclined. So, Ben, how about a round of Ben and People, the Inca Terra Edition? Are you oh, down, Ben?
6: Oh, the Inca Terra. All right. So very good there. Go ahead, Real Talk.
9: Okay, so Ben, you may not know this, but there's a couple of websites like uh, Blind Mice, Movie Vault, and applications like Zero, which allow blind people to uh, listen to movies that are described and narrated. When I was on the NSB website, the National Federation for the Blind, I found a lot of blind people don't like to have their movies described. So, first question, when Inka Trevor listens to, watches movies or television shows, does he prefer described or undescribed?
6: Yeah, See, I don't I don't know Inca that well. I know him from the show, and we've exchanged emails a few times. I think he likes things described to him. I think he likes stuff described to him. Fair
9: enough. Okay, so we all know, question number two, we all know that Inca Chara is a professional pianist. But do you think that uh, Inca Chara plays any other musical instruments and is so as good as the piano?
6: Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't I think he only plays the piano. He's mastered it. And he doesn't mess around with anything else, and that's that's how he makes his living. So I'm going only the piano for Inkaterra.
9: Fair enough. Okay. So I was not know when Inkaterra. Question number three: When Inkaterra um, uh, is at home, do you think he lives with friends or family? He lives with his significant other, or he lives by himself?
6: Uh, that's a good question. I would say he probably lives with friends or family. I would think so. Uh, some some combination of that. I would go with. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
9: And here's the last question. And I think I want everyone to answer this one because it's very important. In regards to um, the death of George Floyd, do you think Ikaterra supports or denounces the civil unrest and protesting that's going around from state to state? Hmm. I
6: don't know. Is that your final question, Real Talk? Is that uh... Yes, sir. Oh, what do you wow. think? Oh, wow. Uh, does he? How about he supports the protest but not the looting? How about that? I'll go with okay.
9: that. Okay. So – for your talent show consideration, that was another round of Ben and the people. I am Real Talk, and I am out of here.
6: Well, I was thinking that would take a dramatic turn there at the end, but I did not. What, what just happened? I, uh, shocking! The curveball from from Real <laughs> <What>? Talk. <laughs> I was expecting a very repulsive question about Inca Terra at the end, but it did not happen. So how do we grade Real Talk? Now, we, we'll tell you he went way over. He went about uh, – we allowed him for some reason because he's former call of the year. Uh, he went way over the time limit. Uh, but compared to Anthony and Anaheim, he did not – we did not have to drop anything that he said. I'm going to give Real Talk
0: uh, – I'll give him a five. I'm going to give him a five. Eddie? I don't understand what the talent was in that he just asked questions. Journalism. I give him a zero.
6: He gets a a zero. A zero. All right. Well, that's personal with Eddie. No, it isn't. (laughs) Roberto, what score do you Uh, give him?
4: His delivery was better than Anthony Anaheim, so I'm going to go with a
6: five.
11: A five. All right. So we're up to 10. Koopa Loop. You know, Eddie asks where the talent was, but can you believe that Real Talk was able to muster up the talent and to, like, not? Not curse. Yeah. Yeah. Not do something crazy there at the end. That it's had shocking. to be difficult for him. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a five. A five. All right. Wow. That's uh. We're up to fifteen. It was all about Inca Terra. Now
6: Inca, how do you feel about this? You heard it. You heard it live on the phone. There. You're listening in. And what do you give our guy? Real talk.
12: Yeah. This is a, a genre. I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to call this genre. But <clears throat> five is my favorite number, so I can't do that. Uh, but look. I'll give him 400% more than Anthony, so
6: a four. A four. All right. So uh, there we go. So that's a total of 19. Who knew that uh, Real Talk currently in the lead, and he has gotten 10 more points. Shocking. 10 more points than Anthony in Anaheim.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: You know what we have on tap, which I'm excited about. Do you know? Can you figure it out? Let's see if you can figure this out. Let's see if you hear this and you know what's coming up. Let's see here. Right now.
7: It's Maller. How about that? To the right. third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
6: You have not gone to a parallel dimension. It is Maller to the third degree. Earlier than normal, so we'll get back to the talent show. Coop's got to line some more people up. But what do we have here for the third degree, Coopaloo?
11: Well, it was revealed in a report over the weekend that Patrick Ewing turned down interest from the Knicks back in 2018. Now, at the time, he had just finished his first season with Georgetown. Ben, do you think that he uh, he made the right decision staying in school?
6: Uh, Well, say, he's not in school. He was coaching in school. I, yeah, I would but... give this a thumbs down. I, I'm going to give this a thumbs down, and I'll tell you why. Hey, Patrick Ewing oozes Madison Square Garden Knickerbocker basketball. That's in his DNA. He was part of one of the great Knicks eras, although they didn't win squat, but they were regularly pretty good with Patrick Ewing. The NBA is the top level of basketball. College is the JV, and you had a chance to go coach in New York City, and you turned it down, or at least you didn't even want to pursue it further. That's a bad job by him. And B, this Ewing... Let's call it what it is. As a, as a college coach, he's a garden variety. He's a generic coach at Georgetown. He's been there three years. He's three games over 500. He has yet to coach a team to the top 25. He's yet to coach a team to the NCAA tournament. Those are some of the baseline things that you would expect at a school like Georgetown from the legacy of John Thompson back in the day. But they aren't anywhere close to that level. And the NBA, you figure that's a better lifestyle anyway. You don't have to go around and play the game of charades with recruiting. New York would have been a better avenue. Now, do I think that Ewing would have been a coach that would have turned things around and made the Knicks relevant? No, absolutely not. But his reputation would have bought him time, and he would have made a ton of Jim Dolan's money. So as a financial move... We know Ewing, like everyone else, loves money. Remember that famous quote from Ewing back in the NBA work stoppage in the 90s? So, yes, he should have absolutely gone and pursued the Knicks job. And now that his name's come up as an assistant coach with the Knicks, which
11: doesn't make a lot of sense that he would leave a head coaching job for an assistant coaching job. All right, next. So Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson have an idea on how game broadcasts can fill the void of no fans. They think that all players should be mic'd up this season. Ben, is it a good idea, and would the NFL actually do it? All right, so number one, you have to look at this. Like
6: I just did a rant a few minutes ago about profanity. If you curse all the time, it doesn't have the same impact as when you selectively drop an F-bomb. It just doesn't, and the same thing applies to having everyone mic'd up. That would be, first of all, it would be a logistical nightmare. Even if you could pull it off and have every player on the field mic'd up, it wouldn't work it's too much all you need is the coaches the star players the players we know of or the players that we think would be entertaining Th- that that's all it takes Th- those are the only ingredients that we need and the second thing the nfl has rejected in as a general point they have rejected these type of proposals in the past outside of like the pro bowl because of there's a, a widespread paranoia among the coaching ranks and the front offices, that there's going to be espionage, you know, that Belichick's going to hack the microphones, and the Patriots are going to have an unfair advantage, and they say it's because of competitive reasons, which we think is a bunch of poppycock. But I would be, the word is surprised, if they have a sudden change of course. They should have the star players mic'd up, Who cares about that? But to have everyone know, but I I would be surprised if they
11: go down that road. They should. They likely will not. Next. So this weekend we learned that the 49ers and George Kittle are far apart in uh, contract extension talks. And according to his agent, he's he's looking to get paid like a wide receiver. Ben, any chance of that happening? I'm like, you know, Coop, it's like I want to get paid like a daytime talk show. you know, they make more
6: during the day. Am I going to get paid like a daytime talk show? No, I'm not. Uh, I can ask for it, but I'm not. Now, the first thing here, this is a harbinger of things to come for the 49ers. Now that they've tasted success, they didn't win the Super Bowl, they choked it away to the Chiefs. Everyone has their hand out now saying, pay the man. Pay the man. The Niners have to work a tightrope walk to end up succeeding here and not falling into the same trap the L.A. Rams fell into where they paid everyone the big money, and then eventually they had to get rid of a couple of guys they didn't want to get rid of because they signed checks they couldn't cash because of the salary cap. Now, secondly, George Kittle, he is going to end up getting his money. I don't doubt that. Someone's going to pay him. But it's not likely going to be in the Bay Area. No matter how great you are as a tight end, your impact is severely limited by being a tight end. Jimmy Graham is somewhat of a comparison. Jimmy Graham was a great player in New Orleans. Very productive with Drew Brees as a pass-catching tight end. He really was a receiver more than a tight end in New Orleans. And he got paid a decent amount of money, but eventually they traded him away. They had like a seven and nine year in New Orleans. They traded him away to Seattle to get an offensive lineman to patch up the offensive line. And Jimmy Graham slowly got worse and worse. And he's still in the NFL, but he's not nearly as lethal a weapon as he was back before he was traded to Seattle in 2016 so George Kittle if he's hell bent on getting the money he will get the money if he wants to stay with the Niners it would be it would not be prudent for the Niners to pay him as a receiver there it is Mallard of the third degree how did we do
11: Ben you pass this edition
6: there it is that's the winner you can put it on the board yes
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live.
3: Juan Gabriel, Juanes, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G,
2: La Bichota.
3: Christina Aguilera. Ex Tina, Just to name a few.
2: We're serving the whole story.
3: From rags to riches.
2: And all the tea in between.
3: I'm Liliana Vasquez.
2: And I'm Joseph Carrillo.
3: And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2.
2: You're my favorite icon.
3: Oh, Joseph!
2: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurow Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app,
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
10: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development.
6: This is, we got the international line, Eddie. This is our first international contestant. We go now, we leave the madness of America, and we go down under, leave a shrimp on the barbie. We welcome in from Australia, listening to us live, where we're not an overnight show, the guy officially known as the Aussie guy. Hello, Aussie guy.
9: Get a big ban. I hope uh, all the members of the Mellon militia are staying safe over there in the U.S., and uh I'm looking forward to getting into this talent show.
6: All right, Aussie guy, very nice there. What will you be doing for us on the talent show here?
9: Uh, so the old saying is dance with the one that brung you. And uh, so, you know, I, I rose to fame in the Malam Militia through impersonating callers. And uh, so that's what I'm going to do tonight. And I'm going to bring in 19 callers and one crew member
7: is my challenge to get into the 60 seconds, Big Ben.
6: Wow, so you're going to... Mallers Show impersonations, and you said 19 callers? Really? 19 callers and one crew member, big Ben. All right. Well, that's a lot. Man, I'm excited about this. This is one of our heavy hitters here in the Mallar Talent Show. And, Aussie guy, uh, you're on your way. Three, two, one, and go. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Malor Militia,
9: let's get into it. Hey, I'll be talking in the house. I'm telling you, so go to that. Boom! Ben, you's a
7: hater, man.
9: Houston, living rent-free in your head. Ben, my line was getting really
7: tangled. Ben, I love you. Get a job, bitch. Good morning, Ben. Danny G, they dropped the guillotine on him,
9: dude.
7: Mallers the best. Then <laughs> there's the rest.
9: Hi, Ben. How are you? Baby, you want to get with me? You got to give me that good stuff. <laughs> Can you help me speed up my spin cycle? <laughs> <laughs> it's great going, I'm telling you. Thank you, Ben and Eddie Coopin, for those drops. And there's a Mexican, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> That's registered. Am I actually on the live air? If I was any better,
12: I'd host a show and remove my gallbladder. You hang (laughs) up on
7: yourself, man. Gotta murder, gotta
0: go.
6: Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is outstanding.
0: Who was the crew member,
6: though?
0: I didn't pick that up. Did you pick that up? He said he was going to do somebody on the crew, I thought he said.
6: Yeah, I didn't I, I hear that one either. I heard Regina. I heard uh, Justin in Cincinnati. He even did Jay Scoop. That's boy, you talk about forbidden. That Jay Scoops, the guy that wins the talent show every year. Well, very impressive work by the Aussie guy. Oh, man, how do you give that? I mean, it's not a. Per, I wouldn't go perfect ten, but that's a nine. I'm going nine. That's the highest score I've given out here. I laughed. It was entertaining. It was creative. He spent a lot of time putting all those impersonations together. So I'm going to give it
0: a nine. Eddie. High praise, but I think it's deserved. The The sheer number uh, and going from different types of voices back and forth, I thought it was impressive. Uh, and I I think I didn't time him, but I think he squeezed it in in the time allowed as well. Um, yeah, that's going to be tough to beat. I'm going to go with my highest score so far. Will it be an eight or a nine? I'll go nine. Nine! All right, nine and nine. Okay, and Roberto. Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm going to go with a nine, too, for whatever, everything Eddie said there. And I probably would have given it a ten if I would have uh, distinguished uh, the the crew member. The, the but, crew yeah, member. I'm gonna oh, give, I'll give him a nine. All right, well, very
6: good there. Koopa Loop, what do you give our friend Ozzy Guy, all the way from Australia?
11: Well, I... I thought oh, it was was uh, flustered. You're already flummoxed, <laughs> Coop. No, I, this I, I th- is not thought that. Come I thought on, it, Coop. I thought it was I thought it was great. I want to give it a 10, but there were a couple impersonations in there that I didn't think but I was so imp- like Justin in Cincinnati spot on. Yeah. Uh, Regina spot on. Yeah, that was great. Regina was great. Uh, and and Jay Scoop was spot on too. I am going to give it a I'm going to give it a 9. A nine. All right.
6: So nine, 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 nine. It sounds like a drop on the show. And uh, Inca Terror, the trained classical musician, what did you think of Ozzy Guy's impersonation? This was fantastic. And also remember that, you know, last year was sort
12: of a down year for him. He studied well. He studied the advice he was given.
11: That's right. I Look think at you that There's that a 10. A 10!
0: Wow, our first 10! Good call, good call. Wow. I should have I wow. given it the 10.
11: Wow, bro. wow,
6: that is so impressive. And so we, uh, we have a collective score here. What are we at, loop That's 9-9, nine, nine, that's 18-27, uh, and then uh, 36. So 46, is that correct? Am I right on that? Some, yes. Uh, All right, 46, it's going to be tough to beat. All right, Uh, he's already hung up, the Aussie guy. It's international. He has to pay for that call, so he's hung up. Uh, But uh, thank you. All right, very good, Aussie guy. You're in the lead, and you have jumped way ahead because the previous leader, we had Philly Robb, who was at 36. Philly Robb calls up. He did the Malor fight song, which we liked. That was good for the lead, but now he's been passed by by the Aussie guy. We have many more great acts to come here as some heavy hitters, as I said, still waiting in the on-deck circle, but right now, better late than never, let's bounce over to Eddie, get you caught up on what you need to know as the talent show will continue.
0: And we'll get right back to it, but first, a uh, couple of notes. First, Major League Baseball and continues to be uh, well, not optimistic as far as getting the season going. Players Association delivering a return-to-play proposal to the league. It includes a 114 game season, deferred salaries in the event of a canceled postseason, and expanded playoffs for two years. The players proposal would see the season run the regular season run from October 30th to or excuse me from June 30th to October 31st reports are the, that the players proposal is going to be shot down by the league and also other reports that the owners are ready to cancel the 2020 season if players do not agree to additional pay cuts soccer the MLS Players Association voted to approve economic concessions for this season including across the board salary cuts while also agreeing to play in a proposed summer tournament in Orlando Florida the proposal will now be sent back to the league for approval by team owners and in auto racing brad keselowski better to be lucky than good he won the nascar race sunday at bristol motor speedway after a collision with one lap to go between chase elliott and joey logano knocked them out of the race and gave him the victory. Now back to Ben Maller for more of the talent show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Who said people that call into overnight talk radio don't have talent? Listen, this is the best in the price, even during crazy times that we're living through. And we're going to get right back to it. Although we are apart these days, we're sharing more and Geico's sharing more too with the Geico. Give back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash give back for info and eligibility as the talent show continues. We just had our lid blown off here on the show because uh, our, our friend, the Aussie guy just killed it. And now we keep it going on the talent show. Our next participant making his way to the stage right now from the great state of Ohio, a long time caller to the show. Mitchell in Ohio hello Mitchell hey what's up man hey uh he did do a crew member he did
9: uh, that's racist man that's Roberto
0: oh is that no, Roberto?
6: no Mis- Roberto doesn't say that it's not no how dare you right, forget about that Mitchell we don't have a lot of time so what do you what will you be performing for us Mitchell you have 60 seconds what will you be performing
9: I'm just gonna surprise you with it, Ben. Because if I give you the title, I'll give
7: away. If I say the title, I'll give away the song.
6: All right, <laughs> uh, we well, a little song from Mitchell in Ohio, and let me set my clock here. Hold on a sec, Mitchell, and get my timer up. I got this. Hold on a sec. We'll hit that, and uh, three, two, one. You're on your way, and go
5: from the
9: lakes of Minnesota
6: to the hills of Tennessee, across
9: the plains of Texas. From sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., well, there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say that I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the man who died and gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today because there ain't no doubt i love this land god bless
6: the usa hey, hey. <laughs> all right i did not expect that from mitchell god bless the usa Thank you, Jesus! I Greenwood. <laughs> who knew uh no idea <laughs> How appropriate, right? Absolutely. God does need the bl- crazy times here in the United States over the last uh, few weeks and actually all year for the whole world for the whole year. But anyway, all right, well, Mitchell, listen, that was that was better. I did not expect that. I didn't know what to expect. You're a pretty reserved guy when you call the show. You're pretty serious. You're a meat and potatoes type of caller. Uh, but that was good. I like that. And uh, I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it a 7. I thought that was pretty good. I'll give it a 7. seven? <laughs> what in the world? No, Eddie.
5: Uh,
6: it, this uh, is Mitchell. This is Mitchell. This is a guy that calls up, "Hey, what do you think about the Reds or the Cowboys?" That's that and for him to go out of his comfort zone and sing and uh, he didn't screw up the words or anything like that. I'll go with seven. Go ahead, Eddie. Give you a little. I, score. I don't
0: understand how you give someone who sings the Garth Brooks songs a zero, and you give that a seven. There's <laughs> no, no consistency nice. in your no, judging this at is better. all. This was better. No, no consistency in your judging at all. All right. I, I, I again, I will always give somebody credit for calling <sighs> oh, in and God. singing like that. That don't is put hard. Qualifiers. That is hard to do. And I give it, you got guts to do it. But I'm not going to give him any more than I gave Blind Sea Bass because I thought it was about the same quality, so I will go with a three as well.
6: A three. Oh, my God. Roberto. Uh, the effort was great there. I'm going to go with a five. A five. Yeah. All right. Roberto's going with a five. On That's an average score. Koopa Loop. Uh, I, I,
11: have, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think along the same lines as, as Eddie, but... I do think the quality was a little bit better than Blind Seabass. Great effort, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with a four. Four. I like how you say that <laughs> reluctantly. Okay, I so, like Mitchell. I do. No, you don't. But, you it's, don't a f- like <laughs> but it's a, a four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you hate I can't
6: stand oh. <laughs> him. Stop. Stop lying. Uh, so that's what are we up to so far? What are we up to? That's uh, 17, I think. or is that I want to
0: change mine. I want to give him a four. You want to go to a four? I want to go to oh, a four.
6: You're a softy, Eddie, giving him a four.
0: Because <laughs> Coop's was, was, right. It was better than Blind Seabass, so I gave it a three, two. So I will give him a four.
6: All right. So we're up to 20. And Inka Terror, who's the trained musician on the show. Inca. what's the uh, score here, Inca?
12: Well, I still think he sounds like Alex Jones, and now I know how Alex Jones sings. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, he actually, I was nervous for those high notes, but he got them. So I'm giving him a six.
6: A six. All right. Well, that's a very high score, all things considered. So very nice there. So that's a 26 for Mitchell, which is not good enough to get into the lead. But we will have some the voting for the people as well to help decide uh, this as well. And We got some other prizes. So thank you, Mitchell, as well. I appreciate that. Do we have time to slide in one more contestant or should we press on? We do have the instant advice line. Uh, we
11: oh, anyway. Let's just do it.
6: Let's do it. All right. We'll do it right now. Let's keep it going on the, the uh, always popular talent show. Who is next here? Oh, another heavy hitter. Let me tell you something. This woman was our runner-up the first year of the talent show a few years ago. And last year, she did not enter a submission, but she is back and better than ever. Make way for the talented singing of Rachel in Montebello. Hello in Southern California. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Ben.
12: Welcome ben.
6: Welcome. To- Good to have you on the show again, Rachel.
12: Ben, Eddie, Coop, and Roberto, and terra all those famous at FSR. These are trying times we are living under, Ben, to say the least. So I speak to that part of God in each and every one of us when I say, We are the world, Ben's great militia. We are the ones who make a brighter day, so let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true. We'll make a better day, just Ben and you. Above all, remember to keep hope and love in your hearts, America. The world is watching. God bless America and God bless the world. It's true. We'll make a better day, just Ben and you. What say <laughs> you, Princess Bella? Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> 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 All right,
6: well, well, Rachel, thank you. You can kind of combine a couple of songs there for our entertainment. We appreciate that. Very good, as always. Uh, Rachel, uh, she kept it short. She stayed in the time restraints that we put on our contestants there, so that's good as well. Uh, we got to pick up the pace here. Uh, you know, I'm going to give her the same score I gave Mitchell. Ohio. I'll give her a seven. Eddie.
0: Uh, I do like that she incorporated the show a little bit into her into her song. Um, she did have Coop and Roberto waving their arms in the in the other room. They really enjoyed <laughs> that. Uh, but it was kind of short. It wasn't as long as you know, it was. I'll give her. Um, I'm going to give her a four. A four? Oh man, you
6: are such a schmuck today, Eddie. A four? That's a, all right. Eleven, Roberto. What do you got, uh, Roberto? A,
11: f- a five. Five. All right. That's an average score. So we're up to sixteen, Coopaloop. Uh, ben, I thought I thought it was you know it was uh, you know on key it was in tune. Uh, I loved the spoken word interlude in between the songs. That was a that nice had, touch. That <laughs> that had me hyped. I'm gonna give it an eight.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! The
6: highest score so far Damn. out of Koopa Loop is an eight. That's a 24, and she can blow past Mitchell depending on what Inca Terra says here. Hello, Inca.
12: I wanted more. I really did. Uh, I always look forward to Rachel. I'm going to – it was a slightly pitchy for my taste. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm going to have
6: to give you uh, an 8. An 8? Wow. wow, that's a high score also.
10: Wow.
6: Unbelievable. So a 7, an 8, and 8. Uh, Eddie only a 4. He's a mean guy. Roberto a 5, also a mean guy. But uh, <laughs> that's a good job by Rachel and Montebello. She only cares about your score anyway. (laughs) Oh, stop. So that's what a 34, I believe, right? 34, I think, is the collective score if my math is correct.